Hello and welcome to the Schoolgate podcast, episode number four. I can't believe I'm up to episode number four. And before we get any further, just another big thank you to everybody for all of your support, all of your likes and your shares and all of your messages. I love knowing that I've put a smile on your faces. So it is just brilliant. So sit back, relax or whatever you might be doing and enjoy 30 minutes of nattering escapism, nonsense chat and everything else in between. So I start with my TV roundup like I have done. I have still been watching Married at First Sight Australia, although I'm not going to go into it, but it is taking over my life because I'm so far behind. I'm having to like watch as many episodes in an evening as I possibly can, like fast forwarding through bits and everything. Anyway, it's taking over my life, but I am kind of enjoying it, kind of feel like I've just got to get to the end of it. The other thing that we watched this week, which do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like something you'd watch on a Sunday night, something a bit like Last of the Summer Wine or a little bit like um, Call the Midwife. It's that got that kind of feel to it. And it was um, it's a film called The Dig, which is set in Suffolk. So if you are like local to the area, it's not that far away. And it's it was it's a bit Sunday night, but it was really interesting. And it was all about a discovery of a Viking boat, which um, a king had been uh, buried on with the boat. And it's all about the discovery of that. And it's just a really nice, it's a really sweet film. Really enjoyable, but like I say, very Sunday night. But if you want something just the real flip of the coin to Married at First Sight Australia, then that's the one for you, definitely. The other thing that I watched this week, which I know a fair few of you probably watched as well, and if you haven't, then it's just really interesting, and I think you should, and it is the new Britney Spears documentary called Framing Britney Spears. Now, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, because if you want to watch it, then you can watch it yourself. If I'm honest, there probably isn't masses of spoilers to give away, but it does um, open your eyes to kind of what went on with Britney Spears. Now, just to give you a bit of background, if you don't know any of this. So Framing Britney Spears is a new documentary and it was produced by the New York Times. And it looks back on her 28 year career. Now, goodness me, I mean... That's crazy when you think of that. I don't you don't think that she's had a career that's spun quite so long as that. And it's about her attempts to remove her father from her um concert from the the conservators conservatorship. Conservatorship. I think it's when they said it, they said it with an American accent. When I tried to say it with an English accent, it didn't sound right. The conservatorship. See, that sounds right, doesn't it? Does it? I'm not sure. Anyway, which is, it's a court-appointed guardianship, which is usually reserved for elderly and infirm people or anyone who cannot make their own decisions. Now, I think that's where the the, um, controversy lies, is it's that flip of, does she need this conservatorship or does she not really need it? Is she sane enough of mind because since having it which she's had it for um so it was put in place in 2008 so it was put in place after she was placed in psychiatric care um and it's there to it's there to look after her but how is much is it looking after her or how much is it somebody else running her life for her now i'm not going to get into loads of the ins and outs watch it if you're in any way interested in 
Britney Spears, but also sort of the pop world and um, also a lot to do with paparazzi and how things work in that kind of way. It's really, really interesting. And it just brings you up to now and what sort of stage they're at at the moment with her and trying to take this conservative or change this conservatorship that she's got going on. Now, um, what I think is really interesting is if you dig dig not the dig if you dig into the sort of depths of Britney Spears and what's going on and the internet I always think you find these like scrolling holes don't you these like internet holes where once you start going down you just keep going down but there was a thing a little while ago about Britney Spears and her Instagram so there's been so much controversy over it. You know, people saying that is it even her in her Instagram or is it someone else? Because some of the, the pictures, it's not really showing her face and doesn't really look like her. Um, and then there's other things as well where there's there's this particular thing where a fan had said, if you need help, wear yellow in your next video. And then Britney did wear yellow in her next video and she posted a clip of herself twirling around in a yellow top, holding a bunch of flowers, saying, holy, my florist surprised me today by making um, a flower arrangement in all different colours. I was so excited I threw on my favourite yellow shirt and just had to share. So she made like a big point of like, I'm wearing my yellow shirt. So is that her trying to reach out? Is that her trying to say, yes, I am in trouble, I do need help, or is it just coincidence and a whole load of, you know, twos and twos being put together and people are thinking they're making four, but really they're not? Who knows? I don't know, but I would say it's a really interesting documentary to watch and I think you'll enjoy it. It is on Now TV and it's also on Sky Documentaries and you should be able to get that for a while. Right, it is now time for Fiona's random purchase of the... Per- I can't even... didn't even say it. I can't believe it. Well, that's why I need what's coming next. It is time for... Let's try again. Fiona's random purchases of the week. I know why I can't say it. It's because I'm so used to singing it. So before... <laughs> Before I properly start this section, we need a little bit of backstory on what's gone on. So after my first podcast, Darren listened to my first one. I don't actually think he's listened to the third one yet, but we will. um, Never mind. He can catch up. Um, He came away and he said, oh, Fiona, you need a jingle for your random purchases of the week section. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be good. And, you know, we sort of had a little chat about it. The days went on, the weeks sort of went on, and then I said, oh, you're going to have to do me the jingle so I can, you know, use it in my next podcast. Anyway, he called me into the studio, and he's like, Fiona, Fiona, I've done, you know, I've, I've, you know, what about this? I've done this, right? He played it to me, and I just stood there and looked at him, and I was like, um, it wasn't quite what I had in mind. So I don't know if you're on my Instagram and my Facebook. If you're not, pop on and you can um, have a listen. Well, you'll be able to listen now. What happened was he then continued with that one and we vocaled, put a vocal to that one. But he also did my much softer version and then we put it to the vote or I put it to the vote on my Instagram and my Facebook. I need to work out the actual percentage, but it was pretty high that most people went for Darren's version of the jingle. So the winner of the jingle that makes it for this section is Darren. And here's the jingle. Fiona's random purchases of the week. 
I think everybody loved the drama that came from the jingle. So I was like, this crazy, dramatic jingle, and then I'm talking about wooden spoons or something equally as exciting and, <laughs> and incredible as that. So with that incredible start to this section, my random purchase of the week is... I'll give you a clue. I'm wearing my random purchase of the week. Um, another clue. There's two of them. And it's not fluffy socks. I was just thinking, I bet people are thinking you've gone and bought loads of fluffy socks. It's not, but it is fluffy. Come on, you must have got it. I can't hold it in any longer. My random purchase of the week this week is slippers. They are fluffy. They are soft. Darren said they look like grandma slippers. I don't care. They have got the lovely soft fluffiness to them. They're warm. They're cosy. They're everything you need from a pair of slippers. A good sole on them, actually, as well. Everything you need from a pair of slippers. So they came in a delivery. Um, they were from Amazon. And you know what Amazon's like. You can get like three deliveries a day. I know we've had three. So you get the early one, the middle of the day one, and the end of the day one. Often we get something in every delivery, which is just, I think, is the way every household is at the moment. These didn't come until the last delivery. Okay, so they came really, really late on in the day. I'd probably been wearing them for about two hours. And my dog, she's always loves taking my slippers. So she likes taking any shoe, but slippers are her favourite. I think it's because they're soft in her mouth. And she just walks around with them. And so she took one of my slippers. I was sat on the chair and one of my slippers had fallen off. She took one of my slippers. She's walking around near me and she's in her mouth like this. And she's going, like talking to me, right, with this slipper in her mouth. I did wasn't looking, and then Darren said to me, Fiona, I'm not being funny, but the dog's just been sick on your slipper. I'm not even kidding. Out of nowhere, the dog just threw up on my slipper. She threw up on my slipper. She does, she's never really sick. Like, she's not sick all of the time. And she just threw... Uh, I couldn't believe it. I must have been wearing my slippers for two hours and she threw up on my slippers. I've had so much bad luck recently. I'm actually going to cover that later on. I forgot to even add the sick on the slippers. So much bad luck. So then I had to take a slipper, one of the slippers off, like wash it, wipe it down, leave it to dry because it was wet, walk around in just one slipper for the rest of the day. And then I got it in the morning and... It smelled like to my lovely, nice, brand new slippers. I then had a sick slipper. So, yes, my random purchase of the week was slippers. And now one of them smells like dog sick. My other random purchase of the week, I am very excited about this. I've seen it loads and never thought to buy it, and I just ended up getting it this week, was a jar of Malteser spread Oh my gosh, it's like heaven in a jar. I mean, I don't think I'd want it on toast because it's like extra crunchy bits with the toast. In fact, I don't really want it with anything. <laughs> I literally want it on a spoon. <laughs> Just a spoon. Literally eat a spoonful of this Malteser spread. Because you know like Malteser teasers, like the ones you get in celebrations? And again, for reference, you know, like I said last week, I was rollering the wool. 
I'm holding a little Maltese teaser in front of me, even though you can't see it. I'm like, oh, you know those little Maltese teasers? Um, you know, it's got those tiny little bits of the little biscuity honeycomb inside. Well, that's what the spread's like with all those tiny little crunchy bits in it. And it is absolutely delicious. So if you are tempted, just do it. Have it by the spoon. I have been having it by the spoon. I have a little bit of a confession here. So beginning of February, I thought, right, let's have a challenge. Let's set some kind of a challenge for myself. So I decided, I actually decided on two challenges, one of which um, was going to be walking a marathon with my friend Vicky until it sort of snowed and then we decided it might be a bit cold and we thought we've postponed it till the summer. I said, to be honest, we were going to need the toilet loads as well and not all the loos are open. So we've postponed that till the summer. But my other challenge was no chocolate for the month of February. Now I have to clarify, no chocolate meant I couldn't eat proper chocolate. There are a few exceptions to this rule. I was allowed to eat chocolate-covered protein bars. I felt like that was okay. I was also allowed to have chocolate spreads because it's not proper, solid chocolate. I thought, that's that's not too bad. That's okay. I did forget one day and I ate a chocolate digestive. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, no, it's got chocolate on the top. I'm not allowed to eat a chocolate digestive. Um, again, I've got a biscuit story coming up soon as well, guys. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening in this podcast. I also um, told myself that chocolate brownies were also okay, but only once they had been baked. Obviously, I couldn't go eating the chocolate that went into the brownie, but once baked, it was all right. I'm going to have to be honest. It lasted 19 days and then I was making more chocolate brownies and I ate some chocolate while I was making them. And I know that Millie's going to listen to this because she listens to it every time and she's going to tell me off because I haven't told anybody that I did that. And then I actually had one of Millie's celebration chocolates out of her bedroom as well. (laughs) So I'm sorry. I'm rubbish. I can't give up chocolate. If anybody's doing it for Lent, good luck. It's not for me. I can't do it. But I do remember when researching Lent before, I believe, now a bit shaky on the the actual information here because I haven't researched this, but I believe the period of Lent is 40 days and 40 nights between Shrove Tuesday or Ash Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday. Um, But... The 40 days and 40 nights do not include Sundays, from what I remember, like the actual um, Christian way of um, approaching Lent. So research that if if you've given up anything and you (laughs) fancy having a little day where you can have it. That's my bad rules. Anyway. So the other thing that I bought this week is, and I can't even pronounce this, it's niacinamide, some kind of skincare thing. Um... I don't really know what it is. I don't really know what it does. It's supposed to help with breakouts and to minimise pores and reduce redness. It's another lotion and potion, and it sounds like I'm putting a science experiment on my face, but I'm hopeful I'm going to have lovely glowing skin in a little while. I've been using it for a couple of days. I'm not a couple of days, more than that. Not quite sure there's much in it at the moment, but fingers crossed, you never know. Um, And I'd like to say that if you have a random, um, boring (laughs) something that you've purchased this week and you really want to share it with me, then I've set up an email. You can email me at theschoolgatepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your random purchase of the week. It may make it onto the podcast. You never know. And that was...
Fiona's random purchases of the week. I couldn't resist. I had to use my jingle too. I mentioned earlier that I'm getting bad luck at the moment. Now, oh my gosh, smashed that massive mirror, didn't I? Maybe this really is my bad luck. So I smashed the massive mirror. Um, I smashed a massive bottle, glass bottle of garlic olive oil. Again, you know my olive oil story? I dropped my blender thing and the blender blade broke and I had to buy a new one. I got salsa on my cream tracksuit. It looked like blood had, like somebody had had some kind of injury and like blood splattered all over it. And my money tree plant has died. It's died. I've had it for 13 years. My mum gave me an offshoot cut thing when we first moved into this house and it's just gone. Like it was dropping leaves and stuff and then I've sort of cut branches off and now it's just the whole thing. I'm sure it's just completely dead. I'm trying to look to the positives. I'm trying to think this maybe means we're going to have a change. It's a change in money situation for the better. Not that my money tree dying means that we're going to be broke. Fingers crossed that's not what it means. Um, I've also this week, I've been helping Darren with his podcast. I think somebody was maybe a little bit jealous. Um, anyway, he's been having me do a few little voiceovery things for him. So that was quite good fun as well. So if you're into his music, he has got his own podcast coming. I'm not sure if I should have said that. I'm not actually sure whether I'm... Because he hasn't said anything about it yet. Ooh, well, there you go. <laughs> if you, never mind. Um, what else have I been doing? So I've been looking at, um, I've had a bit of a change in my life recently in the sense that I just want to sort of open up to new adventures and new experiences. And I've been going back over some of the things that I used to do and looking into doing more of it, like the modelling side of things. But also I was looking into a bit of extras work this week and it did remind me of some of the things that I did before I moved here. So when I lived in Brighton, I used to do loads of extras work. I've done, I've been in Miss Marple, I've been in an ad for a bank, a Channel 4 programme, living TV ad, phones for you ad. Now I did this phones for you ad on a beach and we had to like run into the sea. Do you remember the phones for you ads? Um, phones for you. And he did the hand thing. Phones for and he had all those characters that they used all the time. All those characters were all there. It was really good fun and we just ran into the sea. I think the thing with extras work is, is you have to approach it with, this is good fun. I get to sit down and read a book for the majority of the day, do a few things for the rest of the day and get paid for it. And it's not going to make you a star. I think some people go into it thinking, oh, this is my opportunity. It isn't. It's just some easy money for not doing too much. And you get to meet some really cool people. I also did... Um, a scene in Judge John Deed. Now, that was pretty good because I remember it was a couple of hours work. So what happened was I got a phone call from my extras agent and they said, um, they said, oh, Fiona, can you roll a blade? And I was like, yeah. Well, I'm thinking, well, I used to roll a blade as a kid. I'm sure I can roll a blade. She's like, have you got your own roller blades? And I was like, Mum, have we still got roller blades? Thankfully, we had this like well old pair of roller blades in the garage. And I ended up having to roller blade in the background of this shot. And because roller blading was classed as a special skill, I got like double pay for a couple of hours' work. Absolutely brilliant. But I hadn't roller bladed for ages. So I was literally there like trying to roller blade and make it look good. When really, I was not the right person for the job. But hey, I also was in. Um, 
a scene in Run Fat Boy Run, which was directed by David Swimmer. And it's it turns out that the scene's right at the end of the whole uh, the whole film. When it came out in the cinema, Darren and I were like, right, come on, let's go and watch it. <laughs> we went to the cinema, literally watched the whole film, and my leg turns up in the scene. I think it was literally the last scene, which they filmed in Brighton Marina, but it was supposed to look like it was some beautiful yacht place over in France. Um, and, um, yeah, my leg had its starring role there on and we got to see it on the big screen so it was that was quite quite something I've had another Audi trip this week which was thoroughly exciting I actually brought Millie along so we're at the checkout and putting everything through and some Java cakes come through and I just flippantly sort of turned to Millie and went where did these come from like I didn't put them in and she went oh no I I did you said I could pick any biscuits and I went well yeah I did they're not actually biscuits and then the guy behind the thing said, are they not? Are they not biscuits? Are they biscuits or are they cakes? Well, then I proceeded to tell him the Jaffa cake stroke biscuit saga. And he'd never heard it before. So I'm going to tell it to you guys. Some of you might know it anyway. They had a court battle. And the reason being is because um, cakes... Unlike sweets, cakes are considered to be a staple food, therefore are zero rated for, for VAT. But biscuits, they're zero rated as well, unless they're a luxury item, which usually means they have chocolate on top. So like the biscuit I had, the digestive with the chocolate on top, when I shouldn't have been eating chocolate, that's classed as a luxury item because it's got chocolate on top. Therefore, a Jaffa cake with the chocolate on top, if it was classed as a biscuit, would have been subject to VAT. So McVitie's went to court to prove that a Jaffa cake is a cake and it is not a biscuit. And the way they proved it was by the fact that if a biscuit goes stale, then it goes soft. If a cake goes stale, then it goes hard. And what happens if you leave a a Jaffa cake out on the side without anything around it and it goes stale? It goes hard. Therefore, a Jaffa cake is a cake and not a biscuit and it doesn't get taxed. Isn't that just awesome? I thought it's, I think it's one of the best little facts that I know. And they actually, they baked, McVitie's baked a giant Jaffa cake to prove that Jaffa cakes were cakes and not biscuits. My random scrolling finds for this week. Now, I briefly mentioned Married at First Sight Australia earlier. Now, if you are single out there, I was going to say single and ready to mingle. That's a terrible saying, isn't it? If you are single, then the Married at First Sight UK applications have opened and they are. it's going to be more like the Australian version. So not like the old UK version, but more like the Australian version. If you're ready for some love or just some drama or you want a little bit of both, then go for it. Get applying. Um, just Google it. I'm not sure where you apply. I, I don't know, because I, I can't. I'm married. Apparently, they don't take people that have been married before. Otherwise, I could consider ditching Darren and giving it a go. No, I'm joking. The other thing that I've learned from Married at First Sight Australia is this term where they call people a snack or a meal. 
I was like, I didn't get it to begin with. It kind of went over my head when one of them said it. But then I heard more of them say it. And it is actually, it's like in the Urban Dictionary. And it means that somebody's attractive. So like, oh, yeah, oh, they're, they're, they're a snack. And it means they're attractive. Now, if they're really, really attractive, you might be like, oh, yeah, they're a real meal. They are. <laughs> before never heard of that term I just seems really really strange I don't know I'm not sure I can get down with it I'm like would you then refer to them as like oh yeah they're they're an apple does that mean they're not much of a snack or or oh, that's a slice of toast over there <laughs> I don't know or like of course a roast dinner <laughs> so like, does that mean they're really attractive they're a really big meal like cool oh, that's a Christmas dinner over there I don't know maybe I'm taking it too far I have got a Bridgerton fact as well, but just hold on because it is a spoiler. If you haven't watched Bridgerton yet, then I will tell you when to close your ears. If you have, then you'll, that's okay. You can, um, you can listen to this spoiler. And I figure most people have watched Bridgerton to the end now. But if you haven't, then spoiler, 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 close your ears for a couple of seconds. Fact is that Penelope, who we now know to be Lady Whistledown, she, um, in the first scene, has a quill, a feather quill in her hair. And that is the little hint to the fact as to who she really is. And I think that's really sweet. And I wonder if there's a lot more of these little bits that go on throughout it um, that give more away than what you realise when you're first watching it. There's some really funny um, TikTok videos at the moment as well, which are these dogs. Okay, so what they do is owners are sitting next to their dog while their dog's like just sort of sitting there or asleep or whatever. And owners are sitting there not looking at them and then calling their name. So they're like, where are you, Nessie? Nessie, where are you? And the dogs, their little faces, oh, they're so cute. So they're like looking at them. They're like getting on their laps. They're like patting their face. They're like, why is my owner so thick? I'm right next to you. So I tried to do it with, with Nessie and she just kind of ignored me and went to Darren and that didn't really work. And then Millie decided she was going to try it with Nessie. Nessie was asleep at the time and Millie's got this brilliant video where Nessie literally just didn't even wake up. Like She was, she was just there, just, just fast asleep, almost to the point where in this video she looks like she could have died. Like she's just not even moving and Millie's calling her. So try it. Try it with your dog. See if it works. Definitely didn't with our dog. And that concludes the end of my fourth episode. I mentioned it before with my random purchase of the week, but if you've got anything you'd like to contribute, it might be a random purchase, it might be a random scrolling find, or it might just be something you go, oh my gosh, Fiona needs to know about this. She'll enjoy talking about this. What don't I enjoy talking about? Um, then let me know, theschoolgatepodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook. So this week was the anniversary of Caroline Flack's death. And so I wanted to end on a little bit about kindness. So I've chosen two quotes by one of my favourite authors, which is the fabulous Raoul Dahl. I think kindness is probably my number one attribute in a human being. I'll put it before any of the things like courage or bravery or anything else. Kindness, that simple word to be kind it covers everything to my mind. If you're kind, that's it.
And the other one, which I just love, is if you have good thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sunbeams and you will always look lovely. So have a good week, everyone, and let's shine like sunbeams. 